Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. But if you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. Hold music. You want to avoid it, and so do your customers. So say goodbye to hold music and hello to faster, smarter support with Salesforce. Make service more personal and agents more productive using built-in trusted AI. Then watch costs and wait times drop and satisfaction soar. Support customers in a whole new way with Service GPT. Learn how at salesforce.com slash service GPT. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. And on today's episode, I am very excited to say that I had the pleasure of sitting down with an individual known as Nick Santanastasso, and his story is by far one of the most inspirational and motivational stories I've ever had the pleasure of hearing. If you don't know, Nick was born with no legs and one arm, and the fact that he's been able to persevere through his challenges and overcome his obstacles to now be such an inspiration to millions of people all over the world He just got back from a China speaking tour, and overall, the speech that I heard of his, we actually spoke at the same event in Tampa, Florida, known as Social X, and literally, when I heard him speak, I I began to pretty much cry because his story and the way he tells it is, like I said, one of the most phenomenal stories ever, and overall, I know it will be amazing for you to listen to. So that being said, I want to introduce the one and only Nick Santanastasso, and I'm going to be playing the audio clip that we got while in Tampa. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and give it up for Mr. Nick Santanastasso. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Build Your Empire podcast. We got the legend, Nick Santanastasso, and we're here in Tampa, Florida. Pleasure to have you on the show, brother. I'm excited. Dude, so first things first. Yesterday, I'm sitting in the audience, hearing you speak. I've been following you for a while on your Instagram, just like seeing everything you're doing. I'm like, dude, like, you not only are changing my life and millions of others, but it's like you truly bring perspective to like what you're speaking on. But you do it in a way where it's like authentic, you make jokes, you're funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you know what you have and you're like completely taking full advantage of it. So, first of all, I just want to say thank you for like everything you're doing, brother, because like yesterday, like, I know the entire audience, man, they were getting teared up, they were crying, and like, then you switch it up. Yo, emotional roller coaster, that's my job, you know? So like, it's amazing, man, honestly, and it's it's such a pleasure to have you on the show, for sure. I'm excited, and it's just, it's just like that emotional roller coaster, right? Like, just, I need to make everyone, not only as a speaker, like, you need to go on there and realize that it's not about you, it's about everyone else, and their comfortability, and them being vulnerable and transparent. And so it's just like, you know, you gotta make them laugh, you gotta make them cry, you gotta make them piss off at themselves, so... (laughs) It was good stuff. I was For sweating. Sure. I was I was soaked. I always I always build up so much energy when yeah. I speak because I'm a little dude and just yeah, like yeah. my back soaked. My arm, like it's, it's wild. <laughs> so, so wait, how long have you been speaking now? It's been two years. Okay, it's, it's been, been two years. Yeah. So we created the the speaking company probably two years ago. 
And it was funny because we were self-reflecting on this. And like at first, like no one knew me in the speaking industry. Yeah. So I was coming up, I was the Viner and yeah. I was the bodybuilder and kind of the model, but not speaking right. And okay. so just started building credibility, you know, and, yeah, and things yeah. like the book, like yeah. doing things like the book. I got, I got published in Forbes magazine, but okay. I like, I, I, we were talking about this yesterday. I want to start educating people. I'm going to, I want to create like a course or something where I could teach people not only how to build a speaking company, but how to speak. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Has speaking always been like, like, cause for me, like I used to hate public speaking yeah. growing up in the middle of class. Like I would hate it. Like, was that always your thing or was it something that you kind of like grew on you yeah. as, as you had a story to tell? That's a great question. So my... My, you know, like, my dad is, like, kind of weirdly always right. You know, like, you know, does that make sense? Like, you know, like, dads have their superpowers or something. But my dad would always tell me, like, you're going to be a speaker. You're going to be on, like, broadcast, like, air. He's like, you have a great voice. Like, I also also sing, so he always wanted to be a singer. But anyway, um, when I was in, like, fifth and sixth grade, I had a, a guidance counselor. And she, they called me Nikki then. And she was like, Nikki, like, if I help you write a speech for like the dare program will you do it on stage with everyone and i'm like you know super uncomfortable situation yeah. but like yeah sure so i wrote a speech and that was my first ever speech um where it's just like i was i was like reading <laughs> off a paper but like people were like yo man you could be a great speaker you know and i like at that age i'm like no i don't want to be a speaker you know i'm probably yeah. thinking about being an astronaut or something like not yeah. a speaker um but it grew on me there was two things it grew on me one when when i met ratmere the, my business, one of my business partners, he opened my eyes up of like, dude, like, you, you could be doing this big. Like, yeah. immediately, the first time he met me, he was like, you could be on stage with Tony. You could be on stage, like, yeah. just started. And I wasn't too, I guess, deep into the personal development space. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing much of it. And so, Ratmir opened my eyes. But then when I started speaking, I think my first year, even even if we were just, like, doing it for free, right? Just to yeah. get out there. Like, I probably spoke, like, 50 times that year, okay. my first year. And, like repetition yeah like just became a monster for sure. and just like i think as a speaker it's like speaking right but it's the confidence and the energy that you put behind yeah. it like people want to know that like you fully believe you fully walk the walk you know talk the talk yeah and i think one of the phenomenal things that i obviously saw you speak yesterday at social x shout out to justin and the whole Jay team Cap. and um like you were like you said bringing people through these emotional roller coasters but you always found a way to like have a story attached to it and like you were telling a story with, about the rock and on the flight and like going over like your personal like emotional roller coaster you know what i'm saying yeah and like to me i feel like you did that like i said yesterday that was the best speech i've ever heard like hands down like 100 percent and i'm not even just saying this because you're here like the impact that you had and like the confidence you bring to the table is phenomenal but I, the first thing I want to say is the people watching this obviously I've known your story I've been following you for a while yeah. now I've seen your social media crushing it almost a million followers and you truly created this worldwide impact but for the people that may not know I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on the entire backstory and spend 30 minutes on it like, sure. a, like a, a lot of podcasts <laughs> I just want to kind of give it to them like where Straight are you up. from yeah. like, how did you grow up obviously with when you were born, I know you talked about it yesterday, yeah. it's like things were different, yeah. right? Yeah. And people watching this video, you can see that. And I believe the people that you said have the real disability is the mindset. And you, oh, you man. really, you yeah. really I got touched fired on up. that. Yeah. And that shit hit me hard, brother. Like, I was like, that is the truth. Yeah. Because that's the only thing you can control. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'd love for you to just kind of give yeah. people, if they don't know who you are, where you're from, what you do besides speaking. Yeah. I'd love for you to kind of just give the brief rundown. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born in New Jersey. I was born in North Jersey. And then we moved to Jersey Shore. And so I spent the majority of my life. I'm 22. I spent all of high school. I mean, you know, all of my mm-hmm. all of my school um, in Jersey Shore. And But basically, I was born with super rare genetic disorder called Hanhart Syndrome. 
And so at the time of my birth in 1996, I was the 12th baby in medical history that they've ever seen it happen to. And out of the 12, eight have passed previously. And so they gave me a 30% chance to live, survive that. And um, from there, just my parents were like the cultivators of my mindset, right? Because that's what parents do. And so basically like they were just like, yo, this is your situation. Like born with no legs, one arm, like things are going to like, things are going to take a little bit more time, Nick. And you know, you're going to have to fool around with things and you know, and just they didn't treat me any different. That was the superpower. Like they didn't coddle me. Like, you know, like I probably got beat up more than like regular kids. Like I have siblings, like I got thrown into the mix. Like that is what, what propelled me because there was no holding back. Like he let Nick fall on his face. Like if you try to get on a chair and he falls like, Oh, well, whatever, you know, like I think, I think that was a huge role in my life. And so growing up, you know, I had a great support system, had great friends and, but kind of like middle school and high school dropped into that low point. I think we all struggle with something in middle school and high school. It's like a totally, right? <laughs> like sure. you're just coming out, right? <laughs> totally. And so, <laughs> graduated last year. Exactly. And so like we all struggle with something. I want you guys to take a sense of comfort in that. Like we all struggle with something. Like don't think you're different. I mean, like don't think you're weird or out of place because you're going through some stuff, right? Yeah. And so I went through some stuff and I started looking for an out, right? Uh, bowling. And then I, I wanted to be a wrestler. And this arm was, you know, five inches longer than it is now. My bone was growing faster than my skin. So I made the decision to amputate it so I could wrestle just for a shot to wrestle. Yeah. And, you know, like we can even self-reflect on that point. Like what are you willing to give up? You know, what are you willing to do? Like just for a shot. Just yeah. for a shot at your yeah, dreams, yeah. right? And so like the reason why I share stories like that is because not not to say, hey, look at me. But the like perspective's everything, yeah. man. Like if you can just be in a room with a bunch of people that are crushing it or on their way or whatever it may be, but can see how they, what their problems are and how they overcame things. Like that's the most powerful thing. Like man, sure. perspective and experience. Yeah, that's, that's so powerful, man. So, so wrestling, you touched on that yesterday. Yeah. That was a passion of yours. When did you start wrestling? Yeah, so my sophomore year, we did the surgery. Okay. I never wrestled before. Like, I, dude, I did not know you were 22. When you said that yesterday, I was like, dude, because I'm 18. Yeah. Like, I thought you were like 25, 26. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, what year did you graduate? High school? 14. 14? 2014. Okay. Yeah. That's so sick. Wait, so we would have been in high school together? Or no? I, well, Maybe I graduated and you came in? You graduated in 2014? Yeah. Yeah, I, I came in at uh, like 2014. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, wait, wait what, what did you say? I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I said wrestling. So yeah. When, when, when did that take place? Obviously, you said you had the surgery. Yeah, sophomore year. You wanted to have that, that chance. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people like... They're willing to take that chance yeah. in whatever it is in life. So you took that chance, amputated. Sophomore year, amputated the arm. Yep. Junior year, came out from my wrestling team, was a JV wrestler. And basically just told my guys, like my best, it was all my best friends in the room, yeah. right? And I was like, just put it on me. You know, yeah. like don't hold back, right? Because people aren't going to hold back in the real world. Yeah. And people aren't going to hold back on the wrestling mat. Like, you know, like yeah, just, yeah. it's kind of like prepping for life anyway. <laughs> and so, you know, they beat me up and, you know, I lost. And um, actually there was a kid in a, at, at the event at Social X that... Mm-hmm wrestled on a, another team like in high school Wait, on the like, same team no not the same team okay, but like we it. versed each other no way. I didn't wrestle him but our teams versed each other oh, he knew me as the, as the wrestler <laughs> he's like dude like I can't believe it um, but senior year I came out as the 106 pound varsity wrestler from a high school and this like was like that morale boost right I wanted I was labeled an athlete I was labeled a varsity athlete mm-hmm. I was leading the team when I when I it was like I think it's the funniest thing my wrestling career is such a big troll right because not only was I popping off on Vine like okay. literally like Vine demographic was all kids right so I was like a superstar in high school like at my yeah. senior year and I think it was like the biggest troll because like wrestlers like we run out and I would lead the team and I'd lead the team and then we do our huddle and I'd yeah. go out and get my butt kicked every time. Like I look like, so, you know, I'm like, I'm pumping up. I look like, yeah, yeah. I look like such, 
such a, like an intimidating, like, oh my God, like, and I just go out and get my butt kicked. Um, but I loved it, you know, it was a, it was a challenge for me. But um, like I said, the, the impact that I had in other people um, really opened my eyes up to, you know, the superpowers. Yeah, that's insane. So what, you did that um, sophomore, or junior year, senior year? Junior year, senior year. Okay. Junior year was a JV wrestler, senior year was a varsity wrestler, and then senior year I also was doing the Vine. Okay. And like literally, I would go to like other schools and the cheerleaders would be cheerleading for me and like taking oh pictures of me but I, but I sucked like I wasn't I, I had I was 2 and 17 my senior year like okay. oh man and then I, I kind of self reflect I'm like I wish I would have started lifting like imagine if I started lifting freshman year but then like would I be sitting here with you if I yeah. right like so like yeah, I just take sure. things as it is you know because you never for know sure. what where that path would take you I sense. could be wrestling in college right now who knows 100%. right <laughs> so graduated 2014 yeah like, before we move on to like high school in a sense that like you said like everyone has their challenges and I believe that people can definitely like learn a lot from you and yeah. through your experiences yeah like what would you say because I think people up to this point in the podcast like they're listening like boom did wrestling you're all confident you're killing like what, were some, of the, that way, what yeah. were some of the times like Especially throughout high school, where it's like you're finding yourself, you're trying to figure out who you, yeah. what's the group of friends you're in. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was some of the times where like you had to really self reflect, or you weren't confident, and you were really getting down to yourself? Because like when you're talking about yesterday, it's like there's always the the pros and cons, right? Yeah. So for you, what were some of the times that led you like into that dark world, yeah. and how did you actually get out of it? Yeah, absolutely. So, dude, driving in a car and seeing kids riding their bikes, I'm just like, mm. Dad, like, can I can I ride a bike? And I'm like, eh, I don't know, Nick. Yeah. And then my dad went and got me a three-wheeled bike. My dad always <laughs> wanted to make sure I was good. Shout out to you, pops. Well, my parents in general. But, like, yeah, seeing kids, like, riding bikes. And then um, middle school, like, um, your formals. Like, your, I didn't yeah. go to any of that. Really? I didn't go to any of my dances. Like Throughout middle school, high school, I never went any any of my proms or formals except one. I went to one okay. winter formal. Um, but, yeah, middle school, you know, in high school, I think, like I was saying on stage, I think we all want the other energy whatever you crave right the masculine energy or the feminine energy like mm-hmm. girls were a big deal like girls yeah. just like we're guys like that's how it is like in especially in middle school and high school yeah. everyone's like i want a girlfriend <laughs> yeah, right and so like i didn't i didn't get that i didn't get that energy mm-hmm. i didn't get that love and so and especially like sharing the story about the girl like making fun of me on the bus like yeah. it just it's stacking like humans we stack bro like we either stack positively or we stack negative and yeah. so like having a girl say that to me like I immediately would just started thinking about these thoughts of like dude you're disgusting girls don't like you like you're a freak and like like how are you gonna walk to the locker and open her locker and is she gonna want to hold your finger or hold your hand like like all like stacking yeah. just digging myself so deep and that's and humans like we're very disempowering creatures and so if you let it happen it's gonna sink you yeah. and so my advice like so girls were my biggest suicidal trigger and I didn't I wasn't able to reframe that until after high school, by the way. Okay. Um, but during high wow. school, I was just in this low point. And so for those, of the, for those of you that are in a low point, like the biggest key is self-awareness. So one, realizing like the state you're in, realizing your physiology, like the, the words that are going through, the thoughts that are going through your head. Um, and like sitting in, sitting in the guck. You got to sit in the mud for a little bit. Yeah. Like that's the only way for you to sit there, <laughs> self-reflect and go, wow, I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. I don't like the thoughts that are going through my head. Let me switch that. But... That's the thing that, you know, it's hard for people to switch those thoughts. They just get into this zone and they're just like yeah. digging themselves deep. And so my advice is like self-awareness, boom, realizing you're the state you're in. But then like you got to sit in your mud. You got to sit in the muck and then reframe it. Get yourself out of that. Start thinking positive thoughts. And so with the reframing that changed my life, which I, this only happened like two, two years ago, um, I realized that with girls, right, 
if a girl doesn't want to be with me because of who I am or further a conversation or have a deeper connection with me because of my physical differences, well, then these physical differences are an organic filter and it's weaning out the type of girls that I don't want in my life anyway. Yeah. And like how so empowering strong. is that? So like how empowering is that? And, and that's for all of you guys out there, right? Like everything's about reframing. It's just the meaning you attach behind things. It's like you can have a victim, victim frame or a victor frame, right? Yeah. The victor frame is what we all need. I just came up with that. Uh, uh, the victim frame or the victor frame? I like it. <laughs> Boom. Stick it to it on the podcast. So, so t- kind of to jump a little bit, I see that you're all tatted up. Super dope. They're all headass. No, when, okay. <laughs> when was the first tattoo? My first tattoo was my ribs. Okay. Um, the eye looks like a J. I'm over it. But uh, it said inspire. <laughs> okay. And so I got the, my parents let me get that when I was 16. Um, and also, if you were a wrestler and you had a tattoo, you're even more intimidating. So, <laughs> even bigger troll. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, he has a tattoo. He must beat me. And then I just lose. Um, but inspire because I feel like if I can – at that age, at 16, if there was one word that I wanted to do was inspire. Yeah. Just like help. You know, that, that's when I finally realized the impact I have on other people. And helping people fulfills me. It makes me feel good. It fills up my lantern. And, you know, like – so that was my first tattoo. Um, and then my whole arm was kind of like a process, and so I have 3% tatted on my wrist. Okay. And so there's a lot of studies around 3%, but one of them is like, out of all the Harvard graduates, there was 3% of the colleagues that consistently wrote down their goals and had a vision were exponentially more successful than the rest. So 3%, always a reminder of who I am, right? Yeah, yeah. 3%. There's only 3% of the world that like thinks a certain way. Um, and then I have anything but typical, which was our wrestling slogan, so anything but typical. And then I have a... A dove flying into a peace tree with a key of happiness through it because life's like – at the end of the day, it's like all about how you feel. Mm-hmm. You have all the money in the world. You have no money in the world. But at the end of the day, like your quality of life is determined on how happy you are and mm-hmm. fulfilled you are. For sure. And then I have a quote of my bicep. It's a Kurt Cobain quote. It says, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. And so like that's not so just deep. a Nick quote. That's an everyone quote. And that's going back to the fact that like the most attractive thing, the most sexiest thing, the thing that you can stand out in business personally is just being yourself. Your authentic yeah. self. Showing up like yourself every <laughs> single sure. time. Um, and then I have some. Ja- I have a lotus, the story behind the lotus flower, some temples, and then the dragon koi fish. Because in yeah. Japanese mythology, the koi fish has to swim upstream to reach the dragon gate to become a dragon. So it's like overcoming yeah. obstacles. Yeah, yeah. And then all my, my I just got my chest all my chest all tatted. <laughs> okay, it's. Uh, I just want to ask because it's super. Sick. Yeah, chest is all tatted. Um, <laughs> oh, this yeah. is a perspective piece. So yeah. like. One of my main messages is perspective. Like, I'm all about perspective, right? So in the middle of my chest, I have an eyeball. And then inside the eye, because I like perspective, but inside the eye, I have time. Because what's time? Time's fake. Time's not real. And then, I'm blowing your mind right now. And then, um, strategically, like, I have numbers. So I have, I have 14 tatted on me. That was suicidal, Nick. I have 16 tatted on me. That was when I amputated Eight? my arm. Yep. Wow. And then I have 21. I started my company. And then I have a 35 tatted on me because that's, that's my prediction of probably when I, like, settle. Like, not settle, but, like, maybe with the chick or, like, a, a, a woman. But, like, I got to grind now and, yeah. like, like strike the iron while it's hot. Yeah. Um, so it's just, like, a big perspective piece because, like I said, I think everything goes back to perspective. For sure. No, that's like, so life, good, life's perspective. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so nowadays, uh, you were saying yesterday, you're going all over the world speaking. And it, it, I think it's something that everyone needs to really comprehend because you're going from suicidal to thinking you can't do something to... Going all in on wrestling and then modeling, and now, like, fast forward, you're 22, a couple years older than me, and like, you're speaking all over the world. You publish your book, you're hanging out with these legends, and you're still the same person at heart, right? You just only learned and grew from your experiences. So, nowadays, um, like, 
what are you focused on? What are you looking forward to in the sense of, like, you're doing these world tours and now that you say yeah. you're going to China and all these places? I'd love for you to just kind of give the people, like, some context about, like, what you're currently some doing. secret sauce. And some secret sauce about just, like, what you're looking forward to because I believe if people aren't following your journey, they, after listening to this podcast, they will be advocate of who you are, what you're doing, and I'd love to give them some context about yeah, where you're heading. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. So right now, um, my plan, so... Focusing right now on systemizing the business of speaking, um, getting the funnels, everything you know planned out. Um, so speaking's like my main my main focus. But my biggest dream as a kid was to be a singer and a rapper. And so like I used to sing, and my and my dad was just like, "Man, you having a my my dad like my parents always just like you're the best, you're the best, you're yeah, the best." Yeah. You know? And um and so like young. Like, young Nick, I was 16, I tried out for American Idol, didn't make it. I tried out for The Voice, I didn't make it. And then I took second in Disney's American Idol. And then I kind of just, like, kicked it, so to say, kicked it under the rug. Because I was like, oh, it's too hard, like, I didn't yeah. make it. Like, literally, no joke. Like, I want to express my mindset of where I was as a 16, 17-year-old kid. I was like, I'm going to go on American Idol, win it, like, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> like, so easy. Like, I was just like, yeah, like, like I got it. You know? And then it didn't happen. And I'm like, whoa, like, got smacked in the face with reality. Yeah. Um, and so, but now reflecting as like adult Nick, like, um, I'm, I'm, I'll circle this around, but I'm saying like as an adult Nick, I'm like, who are you to like quit because it didn't happen? Like, you know, now reflecting on all the things that I did, I'm like, bro, you don't quit. And so this past year, my soul has been like, Nick, like make some music, like just mm-hmm. make some music, like just put it out. And so what I want to do is I figured out that like, I, okay, I can reach thousands and thousands on a stage speaking, right? Yep. But not all people go to personal development seminars. Yeah. And so what better way to impact the youth or the world is music. I love music. For sure. I love music. Well. And so I analyzed the industry and like the rap industry, like it's not positive stuff. Like, you know, this stuff's not helping. Suicide rates are skyrocketing because yeah. they're talking about lean and Xanax and popping pills yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, I'm so sad and you like, just like yeah. bad stuff. Yeah. And so I have a few insp- like... Um, role models, kind of like mentors and inspirational figures in the rap industry that I want to be like, like Russ. I love Russ. Like Russ, Ooh, Russ, literally. Yes. I, I met we'll Russ. About that yesterday. I met Russ. Um, okay. I just sent him. I just sent him and all my guys my book. Okay. Um, but you met Bugis? Yeah. Oh yeah. And Bugis so Bugis got the Bentley waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Um, Russ, like that's personal development. You're literally like planting seeds while they're, you're listening. He's talking about manifesting. He's talking about yeah. Deepak Chopra. Like yeah. that's the first thing when I met him. I was like, I spoke on stage with Deepak Chopra. And he's like. Dude, like you're doing bigger things than me, and I was like, I just need to let you know what's good, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, oh, impactful. Dude. So right now I'm writing an album, basically. So right now I'm writing an album, and I'm gonna. I'll probably talk to you about this just to get your insight. But I'm For gonna sure. figure out a strategic way to release this and, and how okay. I'm gonna release it. Um, but literally, like, over in Asia, they love me. Like it was my first okay. year in China. Um, this past year, this past year, and I and I and I flew into Mian Young, and ten thousand people showed up to see me speak. And like, I've never been to China, That's so crazy. just think of like. The impact I have, but um, I'm gonna collab with the biggest China rappers now and, yeah, yeah. and, and do that and do that stuff. Um, but like meaningful stuff, like I have, like I have a line, and it's like, life is a wave, and I'm staring at a title. I'm just trying to be the light for the kids that are suicidal. That was me come and step into my shoes. I'll crack the no legs joke first, so technically you lose. Like I'm trying to spit some like. Oh my god, this is exclusive yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've never said that. I've, not, I've never said that on air yet. Um, so that's just a snippet of what we go. But like meaningful stuff, like yeah. bro, I want to move people. I want to go like 
I want to go out and like Staples Center, like Russ sold it out, 13,000 people, yeah, put yeah. them through a gratitude exercise, get them emotionally peaked, and then just like rip some good Spit. music. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. fire, like impactful, meaningful stuff that yeah. you want your kids to hear. 100%. That's so dope. But fire stuff that you can like, yeah. you know, buy that. Yeah. Dude, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> dude, get Russ on the truck. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Okay. So like, let's just so you know. Oh, I've been. So just so you know, this ain't no like, we really do this stuff, this manifesting stuff. So like, bro, I'm always like, Russ featuring Santo. My rap name is Santo. Santo? My last name is Santa Nastasso. So Russ featuring Santo or Santo featuring yeah, Russ yeah. or Russ featuring Post Malone. I meant Santo featuring Post Malone. I'm yeah. always manifesting that. Okay. Thing. All day. Every Speaking day. Speaking it into existence. That is so sick, brother. <laughs> so real quick. Book. Yeah. Victim to Victor. Yep. When did that come about? What was the inspiration with that? And just... Yeah. Yeah, what was the to be fully honest, I needed some credibility when I started speaking. So I was like, all right, I need a book. And and my buddy Mike Fallett, he's an amazing guy. I actually just did interviews and they wrote the okay. book for me. And so basically it's victim to victor, how to overcome the victim mentality to live the life you love. And I think we can all agree that we've all been in a victim mentality once in our life, right? When we when we ask like, why me? Why is this happening to me? And so I wanted to create a book where basically it's just storytelling because I think that's the best way to you know share or, or teach people stories. Yeah, so it's story, totally. lesson, application, and then we have st- some strategic questions afterwards for people to self-reflect on themselves. Yeah. Um, but this was like not only a credibility tool, um, but a product, right? Yeah, like to totally. get a product there. Maybe it's a lead cat. Like this. This is so many things. Like totally. this is just like a very expensive business card. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah. No, because I actually um, I self-published a book yeah. in 2017 called Rise of the Young. Same thing as my podcast, and I looked at it as just. Like you said, a tool. Another form a tool. of co- a content. Like it's like you post an Instagram story, you post an Instagram, you post a Facebook video. I looked at it as another form of content yep. in a physical form that, like you said, credibility. But you can actually physically hold it, yeah. and it's not tangible. just like it's tangible. And like a lot of people, there it's so social media nowadays where it's like having something tangible, whether that be like a golden business card or whatever it is. Like people remember those things, yeah. especially a book where there's context to it. Like I'm gonna read it on the flight home. You know, it's like yeah. and it's, it's a quick it's read. Context, yeah, for sure. And did no, you ever? And it. did you ever think you'd be able to write a book? Cause I did not. I did it. I hate writing. Dude, want to hear? So the story about this book, right? So Ratmir, it's early in our career. It's probably like three, four months, and he's like, "Hey, bro, I need, I need you to write a book." And I'm like, "All right." Like, I get on my laptop. I get like ten pages done. I'm like, "Dude, this is all I got." I just wrote my whole story in ten pages. I need someone to put some meat behind this. Yeah, yeah. And because it was funny, like two weeks, he's like, "When do you think you have the book done?" Like writing, like writing yourself, and you know, like I take a challenge, like whatever. Yeah. I'm just gonna try. So I was like, yeah, bro, I'm having like two weeks. So like two weeks later, I'm like, bro, I only got ten pages. Like, <laughs> let's find someone. So yeah, but that's I never thought I'd be able to like write a book, right? Yeah, that's cool, yeah. dude. No, that's so sick, man. I'm looking forward to getting into it. So I have a couple more questions. Yeah. So um, we we're talking about Ed Milet earlier, right? Huge inspiration to you, and Ed's impacted my life tremendously. And I know we got Mr. Andy in the room, and he knows Ed. But um, who would you say? Um, Nowadays, in forms of collaboration or mentors, like who are some of the people that you look up to that you've not only been around but just give you that? Like you wake up in the morning and you want to hear that person, whether yeah. it's Ed Millett, The Rock, whoever it is. Like who would you say some of your mentors are? Ed, oh man, Ed, Ed put me on. Like Ed gave me so much confidence, um, and the reason why I say that is like. The man's like top tier, right? He's like the rock, like just like in the speaking world, like so credible, right? And For sure. he, I want, okay, this is going to be a little bit long, but um, when I did the podcast with him, by the way, like when I did, when we did the podcast with Ed, I was like, this guy's going to be my mentor. I'm going to kidnap him. Like, you know, like, Ed, you got to be my mentor. So I was like, all right, I'm going to burn down this podcast and ask him to be my mentor. So I did the podcast and he asked to be my, he asked for him to be my mentor. Yeah. Um, but, but what he said to me, he was like, 
Nick, I've been I've been best friends with Tony Tony Robbins for mm-hmm. like 22, 25 years, and he said, um, you know, I probably wouldn't be on this couch with you if it wasn't for that man. And he said, I want to be that man in your life. Like I want to be that Tony in your life. And so, so like horrible. I was like, you know him. I just like he's a big cuddly bear. But um, <laughs> literally, like even then, even on that podcast, he was like, man, like even offline, he was just like, I think you're one of the best speakers in the world I've ever, I've ever seen. And I, I'm like, dude, like, I kind of looked at the guys, I'm like, this guy blowing, you know, smoke up my, you know, like blowing smoke, yeah. like trying to blow my head up. And, and truth, Ed yeah. was like, just like, no, dude. And so I was writing, I, I write in my journal, right? And I write my goals as they are to been done. Mm-hmm. And so like one of them is I am the greatest speaker on earth. I'm the greatest speaker on earth. I'm the greatest speaker on earth. And so I did a, I did a live stream with Ed Milet on IGTV, yeah. like randomly, like he was just on and I like messaged <laughs> him, like, hey brother, get in here. <laughs> and so like I'm in a car and he's, and he, and he said to his audience, he's like, I just want to let you guys know, like not only is Nick one of the most inspirational figures, but this man like living and breathing right now is one of the greatest speakers on earth. And I was just like, I'm not saying this to like say, look at me. I'm just like, dude, that man like instilled yeah. a monster in me. Like, yeah. like I, I watch like Ed, like Ed sends me like videos. I'll watch them before I go out on stage sometimes okay. just because like if a big event, I'm just like, maybe I'm not in my zone. I'll just play like, yeah. watch Ed. But Ed, for sure. Actually, one of my my first taste of personal development was Grant. Was Grant okay. Cardone? I read Ten yeah. X and Be Obsessed yeah, to Be yeah. Average, for and sure. that was like, wow, I'm not doing much with my life. I felt like I wasn't doing much. <laughs> okay. I like reading Grant okay. stuff, right? Um, but Tony, I went to a, I went to some Tony events, and like I'm just I'm just a student of the game, you yeah. know. Like I for like sure. I was in the the front row of the event the whole entire time, like mm-hmm. looking at all the speakers and. You know, analyzing, and I'm just here to learn. And like, I want to be sure. around you. Like, you're younger and fucking. Sorry, you can't say that. Can we, <laughs> we, that we, we, we can cuss, but good. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And so, I want to be around people like you, bro. Like, Thank you're you, bro. you're what are you, 18 now? 18. Yeah, yeah, just like crushing it. So like, that's Thank that's you, my goal. Like, is to just be with people who are elevating and you yeah. know buzzing off that frequency. And For that's sure. just like that requires people to drop your ego and realizing you only know what you know. Like, you only know what you know, and, like, you can learn any, you can learn, like, a a golden nugget from, like, anyone, like, the janitor or the CEO, like, come on, totally, no? That's the truth, man, that's the truth, so, two more things to wrap it up, man, so, nowadays, daily life, you're living in Tampa, right, like, what does an average week look like for you, because I think a lot of people, it's like, sometimes it's routine, sometimes it's all over the place, like, what's your schedule like? No routine. Okay. Um, No routine, I'm getting used to, used to this Busyness, okay, and and yeah, good business, productive business, and so totally. I live in Tampa. I'm probably here 20 percent of the year, and so like I leave in a couple. I leave in a couple days. Again. To China? Um, right. No, 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 no. Okay. I go to Texas, doing some speaking engagements, and then May to June, I'm in China. That's so um, August, I'm in China. Then November, December, I'm in China. Okay, um, but China's dope. I went, I've been there. Before. Yeah, Hong Kong, Beijing. Yeah, so Beijing's cool. wild. Yeah, so um, dope. <laughs> yeah, so just. Getting used to like the hustle and bustle, living out of a suitcase, like I'm kind of used to it. I think everything's like exercising a muscle, so like you get used to it. But in the midst of the chaos, right? Like when I'm like, man, I got so much going on. I have to like be grateful that I have stuff going on, Mm -hmm. because I remember sitting on the couch and the calendar wasn't filled, and no one knew that I was a speaker. Yeah. Like I, I always reflect on that. I'm like, man, like forget that. Like I'm so glad that I'm like grinding my face off and have things to do because you know I. I don't want to be stagnant. Yeah, and, and I feel sure. like that's when my darkest, lowest, lowest moments come when I'm not really doing much. Totally. So last thing, yeah. to wrap it up. It, this is what really truly impacted me when you made us do the breathing exercise yesterday. Yeah. And it was, the music was going, everyone's putting their hands on their hearts. And after that, you said, you can't be grateful and sad or grateful and angry. And you listed out so many different things that you can't be while you're grateful, right? And I was thinking about it, like even last night, just reflecting on it. And it's like, that's the truth. And you just said grateful and kind of brought it back up to me. So 
I'd love for you to kind of just go over that concept with people in your perspective because, like I said, that truly impacted me. And how do you remain grateful? Because I think sometimes people get caught up in the business. This is happening. So yeah. many things are like, quote-unquote, like falling down on them, but they forget to reflect oh, on their family or like what they can be grateful for. Yeah, so it's wild. How, would, how do you remain grateful on a day-to-day basis? I'm, yeah, I was just thinking about this too because – Maybe not in the morning. I start my day over gratitude because I'm I'm already like I'm a grateful dude. But like I self reflect all throughout the day. I always say like if 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 every single human being at least once a day self reflected on the fact that you are literally on a rock right now. You're on a rock and it's spinning around in the middle of like we don't know. Do you realize like we don't know what that is? Like how great is life? Like who cares? Like you're in traffic. Like okay, but you're still alive. Like you have the you have the the, the opportunity, the experience, like, feel air in your face. Like, oh, my God. Like, I just want, like, and, it, and it's hard for me to come off and say that because some people just don't, you know, operate that way. But, like, there's so much that you can be grateful for. And, like, even in my situation, like, I know that there are millions of kids and adults that would switch places with my body in an instant because they just don't have it like I do. You know, like, their, their health or whatever it may be. Like, there are people that have it, like, way, in, in every situation. Yeah. Like, in my, everyone's, like, and so... Like that stuff grounds you, man. Like when your head gets big, like our our egos get get filled, right? Like we're we're around these people, they love us and stuff, and just like that stuff grounds me and and, and makes me realize like what's truly important. And that like at the end of the day, like it's about experiences, it's about love, it's about relationships. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, money's great, but like we've met so many amazing people with so much of money, and they they just yeah. have that they're not fulfilled. Yeah, and so like. To, and it's and it's a muscle. You have to you have to exercise gratitude. You yeah. got to exercise gratitude, and and a great way like with this is like holding people accountable. Like give your buddy a book, or give your mom yep. a book, or give your siblings a book, and be like, what are you grateful for today? Like that's like a pattern interrupt. Sure. Like asking people what they're grateful for because they don't usually. It. Yeah, it's a pattern interrupt. <laughs> and how sure. about and and so like what he was talking about with the breathing exercises. I had them close their, close their eyes, put their hands in their heart, yep. and six deep breaths because that changes your physiology. It relaxes you, relaxes your mind. <laughs> And I had people self-reflect on what they're grateful for and what they're proud of. And was it hard? I want to ask you this. Was it hard for you to think of a moment you're proud of? Because a lot of people have a hard time reflecting on a moment they're proud of because they don't reflect enough. Yeah, I, I think for me, and it was like I was, I was bouncing. Honestly, yeah. Like going from this moment to that moment. There was no like one. one yeah. One thing. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Was, for me, and it was, I was trying hard to like just – I was bouncing like two, three, four, I bounced too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it definitely – and, and that's something where, like, for me personally, like, having you do that yesterday, it's like, it reminded me, like, I don't believe I do reflect enough. So that's something, like, after reading your book yeah. and just meeting you today, man, like, that's definitely something I, I'm, I'm going to personally work on. Yeah. You're definitely that, that catalyst to do so. And how, how did it make you feel? Dude, it's just like, I was texting my mom and dad after. I'm just like, right? yo, I'm so grateful for you, man. It's just like the simple things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, the simple things I feel like a lot of people take for granted. And you felt great. It, I felt phenomenal. Right? It changed, Every, it everyone's changed. just smiling, <laughs> walking around, end of the day. It it's changes like, your you state. Know, for sure. And, and, and I think we all struggle with that is like self-reflection, right? Because we're hard on ourselves and, you know, life gets hectic. And, and that's why I was like, you, you guys realize you woke up today? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, you yeah. have, we have clothes on our body. And, you know, that thing you were holding, your heart, you know, that's, yeah. that's a gift. You yeah. know, it was given to you. Like, oh, man, like, look up into the sky more. Yeah. Like, look up. Like, look at like what this is. Like, oh yeah. my god, it's, it's sure. unbelievable. Like, I, absolutely, it blows my mind. Like, I'm so <laughs> weird when it comes to life and like that totally. stuff. Like, 
we don't know what that is still. <laughs> Dude, like, people, like, yeah. just enjoy this experience. Like, we're here for, like, such a sliver of a small time. Like, yep. just ride. Just ride with it. Man. 100%. So, Trap It Up, man, I just want to say thank you so much. Because, I mean, grateful for that so grateful for you, man. And just what you've taught me in the last 24 hours is really going to stick with me. But for people that want to follow you and listen to more about your journey, yeah. like, where's the best place that they can follow you more, figure out where you're up to, figure out where you're speaking? Yeah. I'd love for you to just kind of give them some context so that they okay. can follow the journey. Yeah, so um, Nick Santanastasso, it's the guy with the really long last name. Um, <laughs> but if you type in Nick Santo, S-A-N-T-O. And everything will be linked down yeah. below, 100%. Um, and also my website's just um, booknicksanto.com, and so it's got all the information on there. But I'm mostly on Instagram and um, Facebook. I'm going to chat with you on more okay. things because I just want to sure. just um, you know collaborate on some things. Anyway, but, uh, last thing, we're going to manifest this. Podcast. Start oh yeah, one? I'm starting a podcast. Yeah, we're starting a podcast. So okay, this guy's gonna come back on and crush it. It's <laughs> gonna do be it. the roles have been switched. Um, okay. So we're gonna do that. But okay. yeah, they can. You can find me. I'm very. I'm very hard. I'm. At, I'm not very hard to, to find. Um, it's <laughs> the, sure. the, the guy with the really long last name and the no legs. Got it. Um, but yeah, Santo Santa Nastasso. I'll pop up. Um, and if you guys want to check out like the Vine stuff, you can type oh, in yeah. like Nick Zombie Prank. My old high school <laughs> self will pop up. For sure, man. Well, last things. Everyone watching, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the Build Your Empire podcast. Everything will be linked down below where you can figure out where you can book Nick if you want him to speak at your event, listen to his podcast because they'll be dropping soon. And that being said, Nick, thanks so much for coming thank on the show, brother. man. Appreciate sure. it. Dope. That being said, wow. Just want to take this moment before we wrap up this show to truly reflect on what I learned Listening to that podcast and being there with Nick, I just want to give a huge shout out to Nick once again. If you're not already following following him, please go give him a follow. Let him know you came from the Rise of the Young podcast. Like I said before, this was one of the most phenomenal, life-changing experiences of my life. Huge shout out to Social X for putting on that event that we connected at. And thanks again, Nick, for the beautiful opportunity to just inspire thousands of people and millions of people on your platform. And if you're listening, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Share this episode with a friend. Go give this show a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story. Tag myself and at Rise of the Young on Instagram. And that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to the Rise of the Young podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make sure you stay tuned. Talk to you soon. Monarch Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. Plus.